Are you tired and frustrated of yet another New Year resolution gone wrong? What if there could be an alternative that could actually give you the long-term success that you're looking for? Intrigued? Then stay tuned. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bernardi, the Wholeness Guide, coaching professionals to be future fit by embracing wholeness. In today's episode of Wholeness at Work, I want to talk about New Year resolutions and challenge you to embrace a new you transformation. What am I talking about? Well, let's unpack this. As I record this podcast, it is dangerously close to the end of January, the time when most people who've made resolutions around the world give up. Can you guess the top 10 new resolutions that people make? We've all probably made two or three or five of these new resolutions every year. Let's see which ones you have. Number one, lose weight. Two, eat healthier or change your diet. Three, exercise more, get fit. Four, spend more time with family and friends. Five, be more aware of mental health and get stronger. Six, start out my finances and take cut back spending. Seven, travel more. Eight, take up a new hobby, sport, or other interest. And nine, be more environmentally friendly. And 10, look for a new job. Which ones of these 10 have you focused on for the year? I'm guessing that in light of the great resignations we're currently experiencing, that looking for a new job or considering your career path options might be at the top of this list, as well as losing weight and maybe sorting out your finances. When it comes to new resolutions, why do people fail at it? Why is it a vicious cycle of hope and then quick death of our desire? Well, I think that the problem also lies in the very word itself, resolution. It means to resolve something. So now that creates a problem that you want to fix. And most of the time, it's you. (laughs) So there's something broken in your life, my finances or my relationships or my job or or my career path, and I have to fix this. The problem with the resolution is that we expect it to change in a very short space of time. So it's something that we know that needs time and attention. It's been gnawing at us because we've been feeling the pressure of perhaps a toxic environment at work or even a toxic relationship. And so we kind of use the momentum of the calendar changing to say, this is when things will change in a snap of a finger. And change doesn't work that way. Change is over time and intention and a lot of self-awareness and a commitment to long-term growth. So obviously in the first month, it's not going to change that drastically And that's where people lose hope because it was harder than they thought it was going to be and they give up. What's really sad for me and the reason why I'm doing this podcast is that we can't afford to give up at the beginning of the year. There's so much that we need to be focusing on. So if we give up in January, then we're just resolving kind of counterintuitive to the resolution. We are resolving to just stay as we are, to stay stuck on the hamster wheel and someone else must fix the problem. Someone else must come fix my life because I've tried and I've failed. Do you see and hear the guilt and shame 
that is part of this downward spiral of making a resolution. It's a repression of our deepest desires. And when we try and go for it in a short space of time and it doesn't get fulfilled, it's almost like a confirmation that we couldn't do it. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. When we can't achieve our goal in a short space of time, we'll say, well, you see, I knew I couldn't do it. And so life just has to stay the way it is. But I want to suggest to you something different, something that could be for you and for me and people who embrace the process of transformation, something that is actually lifelong. So when a new year starts, it's just a refreshing of the target, refreshing of the goals to say, how am I doing in these areas? Um, What shifts can I make? But you're already on this momentum of change and transformation and you're not expecting massive dramatic things to happen by the end of January. I want to use the case study of a recent coaching client of mine that really showcases the power of real transformation. We started last year, not quite at the beginning of the year, but close to that. And when she came to me, she said, Cheryl, I feel stuck. Her biggest intention with the coaching was that she wanted to pass the specific exams that would help her in her profession. It is a very difficult exam to pass. You people actually do pass and get to that goal. But it's been a goal that she had for many years. And she says, if I pass this exams, it will mean something to me. And so as we started unpacking core beliefs that drive behavior, that's what we have to do. Because if we don't figure out what we're really believing, then we'll just keep going through our lives subconsciously wondering why things aren't working out. Unpacking core beliefs are powerful because then we can start to assess, is this core belief that I have helping me or harming me? Is it liberating or limiting? And if it is limiting, to then ask the question, what else might be true? So maybe the core belief is, I don't believe I'm able to pass the exam. The what else might be true could be if I change these things about my focus in the next couple of months, I might be able to actually pass this time. This is the messy process of change and transformation that most people, they want change to be easier. And so taking a limiting belief and then saying what else might be true and holding those two seemingly opposing beliefs together in your mind and making the choices whenever the mind battle happens is to say, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep learning. I know I might not do it overnight. I know I might fail again, but this is important to me because there's a bigger goal. There's a bigger vision. This is what passing these exams is going to help me to achieve. Holding that liberating belief while still fighting that limiting belief is really at the crux of what it takes to be resilient. Deciding (laughs) I'm going to keep going even if I fail. And so when this client of mine, who was very open to the coaching process, ready for change, pushed herself out of a comfort zone, was able to say, I'm going to keep allowing myself to be challenged in these sessions and to identify potential blind spots and to actually address them. The amazing result was, can you guess? (laughs) She passed the exams. It was so exciting. I celebrated as if I had wrote the exams and I know she did all the hard work. But for me, that was such a powerful shift to see because she was capable all along. She could do it all along. 
She just had to believe this time that she was capable and strong. And therein lies the fundamental shift of not just doing a new resolution based on perfectionism, which is a cycle of this bar that I can never ever reach, which is placing us as at a distance from our desired result, to taking on the transformative process of change and saying, you know what, change is in this moment. My success is in this moment when I choose to study versus going out and seeing my friends because I have a reason for why I'm doing it. There's more meaning and purpose behind it. And so it brings that change and transformation and that result closer to us. So can you imagine just the relief and the joy and the excitement of this client when she finally was able to pass the exams? It meant so much. It was a big key. It was an open door again. She was able to get unstuck because she dared to believe differently. She dared to believe that maybe this time I can do it because I'm capable and I'm strong. The very first thing I challenged her with in our sessions was, I'm not broken. When you have a resolution and you're trying to achieve all these results, if you don't believe that you are capable and strong and powerful and you need the external result to prove your worthiness, that is self-sabotage. When you start believing, hey, I'm capable, I'm strong, I'm whole, I'm not broken, I don't have to fix anything, I can with my power of belief of who I am and my purpose, I can do the hard work that's necessary to achieve this goal. But if I fail, it's not going to destroy me. I'm going to keep going because this result doesn't define me. I am defining my own worth and I'm already valuable. I'm already whole. That shift in mindset is so powerful. Imagine if you adopt that philosophy, that approach when trying something new. What really helps with this process is discovering or defining your purpose statement. You can call it a life vision, a purpose statement, discovering your why. It's the reason that you believe you are here on this planet. It's the bigger vision for your life. It's the thing you want people to say about you when you die. It's the living legacy you want to have every single day. It's the thing that pulls you out of bed with joy and excitement because I get to be who I am and have this impact in the world. And so in our last session with this client, we refined her purpose statement. And with the permission, I share it today. We always write the purpose statement in present tense. It helps you to kind of step into this is who I am. This is who I'm becoming. This is, this is me. This is the truth about who I am. And so her purpose statement is, are you ready for it? It's pretty big. It's pretty audacious. It's pretty amazing. Her purpose statement is, I am a passionate solutions finder who awakens latent generational wealth builders. I know it's a lot to take in. I'll repeat this. I'm a passionate solutions finder who awakens latent generational wealth builders. Obviously, there's a process around this in identifying the four components of your purpose statement, which we define as your identity, your passions, your abilities, and your dreams. As you unpack all of these things about your life, your actual story of your life, the context of your life, who you want to become, what you want your life to be about, this one statement is the propelling purpose that pulls you out of things that keep you stuck. Because think about who this client, this person, this amazing individual that I know, 
has to become. Because actually by identifying this, you're saying, I am this person. This is who I really am. So <laughs> this is who I am every day. Even though I don't maybe see the fullness of it now, but I know my my spirit knows it. My soul knows it. My heart knows this, that this is who I am. This is the impact I want to leave in the world. The most powerful thing about this whole process is that you give yourself permission to live out your purpose. It doesn't come from your family. It doesn't come from your boss. It doesn't come from your culture. It doesn't come from anywhere else. But you and your creator, however you define that, having a deep sense of meaning and purpose of this is who I'm created to be. And we can't deny the spiritual element of purpose. We can't. Uh, your spirit, soul, body is all connected. That's part of the wholeness process is that if you're only living from two thirds of yourself, you will always feel like there's something missing. So embracing your purpose statement means embracing the spiritual aspect of who you are and combining it powerfully into this is the impact I can make in the world. Once you have your purpose statement, it becomes your compass. It becomes your true north. It helps you to have a framework for decisions. Instead of thinking about what type of job should I take next, you think, what kind of job do I need that will give me the skill sets that I have to grow into? And it could be technical skills as well as social skills so that I can become this person that is living out this purpose. It asks the question, what type of relationships do I need? What kind of people do I need around me that can help me to become this person in this purpose statement? It also answers the question about the money, because if you have this audacious purpose statement that is larger than yourself, you have to start thinking about what kind of financial income do I need in order to allow myself to do the work that I love? So your purpose statement is so powerful in embracing this new you transformation. And if you listen this far in the podcast, it's because there's something in you that knows there's been this like question in my heart. There's been this thing that keeps coming up and I, every time I try and push it down, it comes up again. And I, I need to start paying attention to that, but I don't know how. I want you to take a moment. And if you are driving, please don't close your eyes. <laughs> but if you're able to close your eyes and think about the one big boulder in your life right now, that if you could change it this year, it would make all the difference. Like the client I spoke about who was able to pass her exams, it would be this big key that is unlocked in her life, this, this shift, this, this thing that was seemingly impossible that's now achievable. Maybe it's being stuck in a toxic relationship that you know is keeping you small. Maybe it's feeling frustrated in a work environment that you know, I'm just not making the impact that I want and I, there's something more that I want to do. Maybe it's that survival thinking in your finances of just getting by and you can't live that way anymore. What is that thing for you? What is the thing that if this changes, I could feel free again? I could feel at peace again? What is that thing? I want you to keep it in your mind's eye and then ask yourself this question. Am I worthy of the result that I'm seeking? Am I worthy of the result that I'm seeking? If it's a relationship that you feel stuck in, maybe it's 
Do I really believe that someone else will love me if I leave this person? And actually the deeper question to that is, do I believe that I am lovable? Do you see how core beliefs dictate our circumstances and where we find ourselves? So if we don't believe that we are worthy of the result that we are seeking, we will go through futile cycles of resolutions and trying and failing. And then we get stuck in a victim mindset of I've tried and I've failed and the world owes me something and I'm powerless. I want to tell you today, you are not powerless. You are worthy. You are strong. You are whole. And you are infinitely powerful. So I hope you take this challenge to embrace this new year transformation. It is compelling. It is challenging. But it's way better than a new resolution that fails. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today. If you have any questions, comments, please reach out to me on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. I'll be happy to engage and answer any questions. Have a great day and be fully you.